Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? What it is, what it is. I've had uh, a filthy week. Uh, I've had no hot water in my apartment for five days. Came back on today. Five days, yeah. I and, and you, you're, you know, when that kind of thing happens, you know, of course, you tell your landlord, and they get back to you, and they, the response I got by text was okay, like not, oh, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna get that fixed. <laughs> it was just okay. Thanks uh, the update. And, <laughs> yeah, I've lived in the same place for three years, and you know, occasionally water gets in the basement, and blows out the pilot light, whatever. And it's usually fixed within a couple hours. Uh, four days later, like it, this is this is allergy season. There's pollen in the air. I'm just like yesterday, my eyes were all fucking sore and red just from you know, like you try to like wash your face with cold water, you're just sort of like pushing Miserable. the dirt and oil and, and pollen on your skin around. And it doesn't really uh-huh. get off, uh, you know. Like you need more water. You yeah. gotta do fucking laundry. You gotta do, like you can't live without hot water. Um, and and just like day after day, there was another excuse, and it's like how how do you report your landlord for being a fucking slumlord? Um, so I'm like, you know, Googling shit. Like, how do I, how do I get them in trouble for this? And finally I just said like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking call the attorney general's office of consumer protection. And I'm going to file a complaint if you don't get this fixed tomorrow. And I'm going to go to a hotel to get a shower. And I'm gonna take that money out of my fucking rent. And they were like, Oh, why are you threatening? I'm like, cause it's your job. Fucker. I pay you to do this. Like I pay you <laughs> money to fix shit right away. So yeah, I've been a little nice. terse about that. Well, that's one thing I will say about California. We're very uh, renter friendly, other than the not being able to, you know, not stopping them from raising the rent to ridiculous rates. I was about to say, other than some of the weird rent, but some places have rent control. Some don't. It's like a very spotty. Oh, but also, I I should introduce you to also joining us uh, this week uh, is the uh, man of a thousand Twitter handles, Pat the Burner. Pat, what's going on? Hey, uh, I was just thinking. uh, I also had a filthy week. But my filthy week was because I I came back from the Democratic Convention in California. Oh man, you must reek right now. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say that's way worse than I've your got story. Corporate oh, filth everywhere on me. <laughs> I take two showers. Yeah. So uh Pat's Pat has to uh get going early tonight. So we're gonna while we have him though, we wanna talk all about the uh convention because he uh was there not only as a spectator but also as a uh uh media member i guess you i mean you were press credentialed you got you did some coverage for he got, the, uh, he got a lanyard right you got a lanyard yeah somehow somehow these idiots gave me not not the real progressives <laughs> although yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know let's knock the them a little part. bit <laughs> you should know better but um yeah, the Democratic, you know, the party gave me credentials, and so I could roam in and out of any room I wanted to as press, which is kind of wild. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you want to ask some questions, but I mean, my yeah, well, so- my my first takeaway just to get out there is that anyone that was at this thing was pretty much press or a delegate, and <laughs> yeah. anybody there telling you that there's no love for Bernie is just lying their ass off. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, well, yeah. Well, state conventions—it's not like a big public event. Like you have to be not just a dem- register with the Democratic Party; you have to be a registered member of your state party, which makes you like a you know higher up whatever. And you can't just walk in there. Um, it's it's very you know insular kind of a thing. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And the the first thing I want to point out about how, how just our our state process is is everyone in the media was given Kamala Harris lanyards for their badges. <laughs> so that kind of sets the tone for the bullshit that they're doing there. 
Right. I mean, yeah, I was listening to you. You you were talking on the the uh, podcast you were with with somebody last night, and I I, I kind of loved it because it was very like a very very DIY podcast. And the the guy you were talking to was um, maybe the most quintessential Northern California, uh, you know, <laughs> harvest harvest weed. He's like literally like sitting on his porch doing the podcast from like the redwoods behind him in the background. He might have uh, been smoking it, some marijuana. Yeah, yeah. And he had like that just like very like, oh, you know, just gonna go out to like the coast and just like jam on some guitars and just yeah, man. Like did and I, I haven't heard somebody who's so quintessentially West Coast for so long that I was just they kinda like brought me back to my West Coast days. So I, I really liked that, you know, and, and just like totally at ease with everything. Just I'm just put the camera on the on the porch and I'm just gonna sit here and just talk, you know. So it's kinda great to kind of see you in a whole different format of podcasting. Um but yeah, just yeah, and I I have a lot of love for that guy. It's Steve from uh, Slow News Day. Yeah, and yeah. they actually have a, a studio where they shoot some of the more legit stuff. But I only merit like you know backyard bong ripper time. <laughs> but well, but the uh, audio was great well, too. Like he wasn't even near the camera, and I could hear him great. But I could also hear like the birds in the forest too. It was really nice. Yeah. Well, he uh, he's he's been a you know a heavy activist, protester, super informed on what's going on. But I agree, you know, and there's something about just the the regular person getting in the mix here, and he's great. But but it's it's fun yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah well, I remember you yeah. mentioned so, the, the lanyards, and that I had a question about that. You just kind of jogged my memory, like how how did Kamala Harris get to sponsor all the lanyards that you guys got? Well, that's the thing, you know. I mean, they they can make it some sort of California thing, but there's there's you know, after all the critiques they've gotten in 2016, there's no reason they should do anything but say no to that option. Like, it doesn't matter who's going to pay for it. If Bernie came in with $10 million and said, I'm going to feed everyone at this thing, they'd say, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but it is funny, though, that, you know, with all the effort they're going into to kind of rig it, she's still polling third in her home state right now. <laughs> Right. in primary polls like by a huge margin too so you know whatever i mean they could but so yeah so what were your impressions overall i mean did you did you kind of have any interesting interactions did you run across any uh politicians or twitter uh maniacs that we that we <laughs> typically deal with did you, you know oh, did you see your counterpart did you, it was peter dow there uh i did not see peter dow he's he's a new yorker so probably not likely to get out for that but um okay. I did meet up with a million Twitter friends and like uh -huh. uh, we were literally at brunch, me and Tina Desiree Berg, JV Graz and a few others. And we look on the, on the, uh, the brunch wine list and there's Dow wine on the wine list. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to get a brunch Dow picture. And for those mm -hmm. who don't know, I was, my parody Peter douche was, was making fun of Peter Dow. So it was a fitting, fitting moment for all of our, our Twitter world. So was that a, was that, is that like a real thing he has, or was that just like they changed the menu to be clever for the event? No, no. Uh, Dow, Win Dow vineyards is a real thing owned by oh, someone in his family. It, there's a family connection. Oh, it really is. Okay. I, I thought that oh, was just it, a coincidence. It's, yeah. So it's funny. where every rich asshole goes to like, you know, kind of like uh, launder their money is, you know, what was it? George Clooney had a billion dollar whiskey operation going. Uh -huh. Like, how right. do you get that? <laughs> yeah. Right. Before they'd actually sold the bottle, I think was, was the story. Right. right. But as yeah. far as, um, as far as regular presidents, I mean, I, I went to some stuff I'll tell you about where I saw a few, you know, up, up really close, but um, 
the only one like i was just walking around there's like thirty thousand people at this thing it's a circus you know really the candidate pop i mean i'm just i'm pulling that number out of my ass but it feels huge Uh, i was at the moscone center and it's it's like two big huge buildings across from each other with rooms that can fit up to you know like maybe ten thousand people like a convent, right. big convention center yeah it's so, huge huge convention center yeah. in san francisco so obviously it's big so it's obviously but, named after the uh, assassinated mayor <laughs> right yeah but but so you know usually you'd walk around and you go oh there's cory booker over there at least there's like you know 50 people around him like trying to throw questions at him get a selfie whatever <laughs> but i'm walking by and i'm like hey is that john delaney and John Delaney just cruises by me with one person next to him, not a press or anything. <laughs> so fuck that guy entirely. Oh, I mean, not the. Oh I yeah. almost sorry, he, he was the biggest star of the name. convention. Yeah, no, and now that's his claim to fame. Now he's just like, I'm the guy that talks like this. And like he's he's the fucking what was it? was the Lincoln Chafee, right? Like if Lincoln right. Chafee stayed in the race just to like debase himself longer and was like, I know you all love Medicare for all, but. I- I don't want it. I, I don't like it. And, you know, like now he gets everyone to respond to him because of that. Yeah. I almost feel like he's in the race to make Biden look good, which is impossible. But at least there's someone more to the right of Biden. <laughs> balder so, than Biden. For, well, much for, balder. So for people that don't know what's, what we're talking about with John Delaney, I want to play a little snippet of audio we have from John Delaney's speech at the California Democratic Convention because um, – it's it's pretty hilarious, and and his subsequent responses to it have been even funnier. So here, I'll play the audio from that, and then we'll chat about it. But we need, as Democrats, to build an economy that works. But it's got to be with smart policies. Medicare for all may sound good, but it's actually not good policy, nor is it good politics. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. A hundred. We we should have universal health care. So perfect. This isn't edited, by the way. This is actually how long they sustain the booze. We should have universal health care. We should have universal health care. We should have universal health care, but it shouldn't be a kind of health care that kicks 150 million Americans off their health care. That's not smart policy. Oh, man. That's so good. So It's so good. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, he's a complete full of shit, fucking, you know, hairless moron, but... Um, Ballless, you know. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, th- so there are herds of people at this thing that are obviously like centrist Democrats. They're going to chew on. That are excuse me. They're going to cheer on any sort of bullshit like he says. Sure. But they're so drowned out by people that are even delegates that are centrist that don't believe that. Mm-hmm. That at this huge event he gets a boob, and that that room where he, he gave that speech is probably. I don't know, maybe maybe seven, eight thousand people in that room. Hmm. So it's not like the mic was in one spot. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Well, if he's Um, pausing and he can't continue, he's being drowned out. Like clearly, that wasn't just a few people close to the, you know, close to the front. Yeah, like everyone in the room. No, Um, all weekend everyone's talking about him getting booed. (laughs) 
you could hear like one or two claps too. And you know, those are just like the most obnoxious people. Like that's the same person that like interrupted Bernie during his speech to be like, well, you didn't support Hillary Clinton. Like that's exactly who that fucking right. one person. Clapping They're the person but, with the Pelosi sign. Uh huh. Yeah. But, um, well, so you missed the Delaney thing, right? You weren't, you weren't there live for that. No, in the main room, I, I skipped a lot of the center's bullshit. It's just too much. There's a lot going on. And so you try to break, you try to find this stuff going on in the breakout rooms for the most part. He was, apparently he was like the last speaker too of all the candidates. Like, so he was like, really like, <laughs> he, right. he, he was a great closer. I mean, he, he had a hell of a closing, uh, a closing set. Yeah. yeah so you were saying, Pat, that like the, the you could hear Bernie from like through the walls. You could hear like the thunderous, you know, the crowd surrounding Bernie oh, wherever you went. Almost anywhere you were, if you weren't, you know, in the main hall, you, you know, if Bernie was there, you'd hear a, a bunch of cheering. Like, so for example, I was at the Veterans Caucus, right? And uh, all of a sudden we hear some rumbling in the walls and, you know, Ro Khanna was up there talking and it's because Bernie was getting close. <laughs> you know. Bernie's presence is more exciting than right it, and everybody's like well the only person here at this whole in the whole democratic party anyone's going to be excited about is Bernie so that <laughs> that must be for Bernie and you're right every time I, I yeah. just imagine Bernie's like the Dothraki horde you just hear his fucking like the ch- yeah. and fucking like you know right. steps approaching yeah so I mean yeah, look, right. you know just to give you I mean, the Veterans Caucus kind of sums up this this event, right? So, so that happens. Um, you know, the, the people are starting to look at each other like, "Oh, is Bernie coming?" And this is not a whole Bernie a room full of Bernie people. It's a Veterans Caucus, right? You know, it's people debating and discussing and voting on issues that affect the California Party related to the veterans. Um, so Bernie comes in, the room goes nuts, everyone's cheering. Uh, you know, obviously they're calling order, order, order. They're angry that people are, are cheering for a Democrat, which in itself I'm is ridiculous. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. <laughs> right. He's not a Democrat, so. Yeah. So he gets up and gives a great speech, super short, but, you know, three, four minutes all the time. He's allotted here. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets up to leave and Klobuchar was up next after him. Ew. And. So I've got film of the whole thing. And then my shot of Bernie up there is full of people standing up and filming, you know, nobody will sit down. It's like, you know, I, I, who cares about the fawning over a candidate stuff? But it, it just shows you the enthusiasm, even within the party that's being yeah. hidden from people um, because their narratives that that doesn't exist. Right. So, so he leaves, gives Tulsi Gabbard a hug because Tulsi is going to speak at this thing. And then uh, there's still chaos and half the room gets up and leaves because Bernie's come and gone. And the only reason they were there is because they heard Bernie was coming. Of course. <laughs> and then Thank Klobuchar's you. up there at the stadium, at the uh, podium for a good two, three minutes before the room calms down and they're smashing the gallet, the ballot. I mean, the uh, gavel, you know, telling people to be in order. You got to be in order. Klobuchar gets up I- and speaks. There's a whole bunch of empty seats right in front of her. Nobody cares. Says a meh message. Uh, Tulsi comes up, follows her, gets a lot of applause. Veterans love Tulsi. Um, she doesn't want to get any more of them fucking killed in 
you know, senseless wars. So. Yeah. And then uh, um, next next up was Delaney, at which point I got up and left. So I didn't even <laughs> hear the Delaney speech. I keep uh, thinking I, people are, are typing it wrong because I've been saying Delaney so many times now that I'm just like, Delaney, who's that? Oh, De- right. That's his real name. He's Delaney, not yeah. Delaney. Hard to believe yeah. it's not. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I told people he walked by me and they're like, who? <laughs> I mean, I, you really I, have to explain to people who he is. Oh, yeah. Well, and it was, was he, that... he, the, the, the interview, I think you were going to just mention the, the interview you did on um, Rebel headquarters with uh, Jane Gunger after TYT. And I didn't know who oh, he yeah. was either. I'm like, oh, he's running for president? What a, what a fucking feckless twat. Um, and his argument was like, well, we can't have, um, you know, only nonprofit healthcare because doctors would just shut down and all of our hospitals would close. And Jenk was like, well, how do they have hospitals in Europe? And he was like, oh, well, let me talk about something else now. He just like completely didn't answer <laughs> yeah, at all. I mean, he's terrible. His whole platform is it's never going to happen. Yeah, no, yeah, he, he's he's atrocious and he's kind of like very unself-aware which is you almost you almost feel bad for him when you see because like at the end of that tyt interview he's like oh my yeah that was my great best. thanks thanks a lot that was like the best that was like my best interview so far oh, i know was i was like, like oh my god he, he <laughs> believes that he thought that's his best interview he had so far it might have been which is, which is pretty telling <laughs> right. but um but no the, the veteran caucus thing is interesting because like bernie's whole message from the california uh convention his speech you know, which I'll play a little of in a little bit was all like, we need to end these senseless, you know, wars that we're in. We need to bring everyone home. That was like the whole focus of his thing. So I, it's just really great to hear that he got a standing applause in a room full of veterans who all fucking, you know, know how horrible it is, the shit that they're put through for, you know, no reason. So I think it, you know, this whole idea of like, you know, attacking Bernie for like not, you know, all the mainstream media is like attacking Bernie now for like, well, he won't apologize for supporting, you know, the Sandinistas, which is just or being hilarious. against the Vietnam War. Or I mean, being that against was a, the Vietnam War, <laughs> like really being against the a, a future war with Iran, and it's like, yeah, okay, people who have actually gone to war also agree that's sure. really fucking I, stupid. I'm sure there's some some fucking John McCain loving fascists in the military who probably don't like Bernie, but they're not going to show up to the California fucking caucus, you know, d- democratic convention. So, you know, clearly but it, all, but it puts to lie that whole, like, you know, th- this whole idea that, that, that there's this like right wing element of the party that you need to pander to because right. the stereotypical right wing of the party would be like the, the like the, the, tr- you know, the America loving, like, you know, kind of troops, but also you know, like identify with the debt. It's like, no, nobody in this fucking, like, there's there's no base of the Democratic Party that is as right wing as any of the fucking candidates running for president, other than like Bernie and Tulsi and right and and, and, and kind of the takeaway I had from this thing is that most regular people at the convention aren't anti Bernie per se. Like even the ones that are backing these other candidates, mm-hmm. they're looking out for their own like careers. It's a career move. Like if you get in with Kamala and and Bernie wins, it's bad for your career. So they're, you know, if you're in politics, like if you're, if you're one of these people, you know, a pundit, uh, I mean, not a pundit, but a, a strategist, consultant, you know, you're, you're hoping to get a position in her, in her cabinet because you've been working in California politics, but they don't really dislike Bernie. they they might be envious that he's been able to do it without being corrupt. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's stolen every one of his campaign platform. <laughs> Right. 
they clearly aren't too opposed to him ideologically. It's just, you know, it's, it's not, it's not Kamala. So, um, what, what did you notice any other kind of stray observations, like interesting things or, uh, you know, people you ran across anything like that from the convention, any celebrities, <laughs> celebrities, uh, you know, they're all like Sacha political Murray. celebrities. I'd see some, you know, I saw a lot of political people around, but nobody of note. I mean, I went to, um, I went to the Bernie. Well, okay. So I did, I went to the Bernie after part. Well, not the after party, uh, the, um, Bernie fundraiser. So that's why I had to leave the, the veterans caucus is he had a private fundraiser and, um, with, with billionaires from corporations and, 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 you know, guests. Right. No, it was actually just at a bar, a couple blocks from the place. Okay. <laughs> and, but he did have, uh, Danny Glover opened for him, you know, came oh, out nice. and said some shit stuff um and then uh ben from ben and jerry's and then dr cornell west and jane came out and spoke and then finally bernie and the great thing about this event is that press wasn't allowed to film so that put a whole nother level of like relaxedness on these people mm -hmm. so so like there was a wait, point when was that where the 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 crack pipe thing came out with no uh, that was cornell after west? that that was after oh, that, was but I'll after. bring that up. I'll get back to that real quick. But, but sure. like they were just a lot more relaxed. Like you know, they like Bernie at one point was talking about marijuana. He's like, "This is California, you know. I, I hear marijuana's legal. I haven't smoked any." And he paused. And he paused, and then he said, "Tonight." <laughs> so, so it was a lot more fun, casual kind of crew with all of them, although they actually, you know, they were there speaking politics, but they weren't speaking to a table full of like 10 people with, you know, $50,000 checks to spread out. It was, yeah, it was just it was regular people who paid 27 bucks or a hundred if you were really late to the thing. Yeah. Well, and I've worked on plenty of campaigns where it's like, you know, here, here's the here's the progressive front of the campaign. And then we later on all get drunk and talk about how we want to literally chop the heads off of billionaires and it's right. like like you know like oh man if i could kill my if i could murder literally murder my bosses and get away with it like oh what sweet sweet delicious i like i'd love that oh but yes we're here for all working americans and you know like it's just that whole thing exactly yeah, yeah well, you definitely have a different face for, for well for so candy. so to what you were talking about with, with dr colonel west so after that there was an open to the public kind of uh after party thing where it was at the convention, but you know, they had beer and the DJ and whatnot. And so, uh, Bernie didn't go to that, but, um, Ben from Ben and Jerry's was there along with Dr. Colonel West. And that's where Colonel, I filmed Colonel West, Cornell West. I keep one of KFC, Dr. Dr. Colonel him. <laughs> <laughs> and after hanging that's out crazy. with Tina Desiree Berg all weekend, I keep calling Nina Turner, Tina Turner. So <laughs> I have some issues, but anyway, so I filmed him up on stage, you know, just pumping the crowd up. And he, he said, you know, Joe Biden keeps saying he, he said he's the most progressive. Well, he needs to put down the uh, symbolic crack pipe and then <laughs> followed it up with some other stuff saying, you know, I like Biden. You know, it's not the worst, but he's him saying he's the most progressive candidate running is ridiculous, you know, because of policy, blah, blah, blah. So today, Tom Watson decides to pick a fight with me on all of that, <laughs> which has been interesting. Oh, but yeah. 
he got buried what, what, in fucking comments what did he too. Because I I'm blocked by him, so I couldn't actually see what he uh, he tweeted in response to you. Oh, I mean, all of it had to do with the unity pledge. Like, here's some uh-huh. unity. Oh, a crack pipe. Oh, like, oh. with the drug Hilarious. crisis going on in, in the country, you're going to make a crack joke. <laughs> right. He's just so, he's so shameless, man. Like, it's like, yeah, unity. The guy who spends every fucking waking moment of his life slandering Bernie Sanders and every other, you know, progressive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I and everyone Twitter. else brought up, you know, the fact that, he literally equated Bernie rallies to Nazi rallies. So here's the guy trying to, you know, attack me on unity. Of course, they demand unity unless it's Bernie, and then Bernie's not a real Democrat, so you can say whatever the fuck you want to say, whatever yeah, lie you want to tell about Bernie. Um, yeah, Tom Watson's probably like, and I tweeted this at him today. I was like, dude, you are by far my favorite dad from get out cosplayer keep up the great work man <laughs> well i mean the, um, the beauty of those guys though is like you know in 2016 they they had some leverage and power because this whole thing was sort of new the gaslighting and you know people were were not as tuned in as they are now you know now he tweets something like that out and he gets like 20 people on twitter to to retweet it you know it's not like in, in, in 20, hundreds of comments, he just got right. He gets ratioed, but you know, in 2016, he would add like 5,000 retweets on that. Was um Danny DeVito wasn't there at, at that particular event, right? I don't. Been yeah, I don't think so. He would have been at the after party or the fundraiser or something, you know. Uh, Ro- mean, there's enough people there. Him. He might have been there. You just didn't see him. He's too short. <laughs> I considered that, but I'm also short, so I didn't go that uh, joke. <laughs> No, Danny DeVito is a fucking man. I, I love that he's like such a Bernie fan. And every time yeah. he shows up, he's always wearing his Democracy Now hat too. I'm like, oh, I love that he, too. Right? He, he fucking gets it. Um, but so, yeah, I want to actually play a couple of videos because we uh, got to wrap you up in a few minutes. You can go do the other podcast. But I want to play uh, a couple more things from the convention. Uh, this, I, I'm not sure if you did. You see Hickenlooper's speech? No, no. Okay, so <laughs> let me play. Let me play that also for the uh, for the audience because that's uh, almost as bad as, as Delaney's. I think Delaney right. kind of topped it, but here, let's play that. Socialism is not the answer. I was reelected. I was reelected in a purple state in 2014, one of the worst years for Democrats in a quarter century. I was, you know, if we're not careful, we're going to end up helping to reelect the worst president in American history. We should not try to tackle climate change by guaranteeing every American a government job. Hold on, hold on. I'm not done being terrible yet. Right. <laughs> by by wow. telling them that we can't do anything that they actually think is That'd possible. Be like if you were a Republican and went to a Republican convention, is like, listen to me. I know I, I'm I'm not going to be popular for saying it, but freedom and liberty have no place in the Republican Party anymore. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, he might as well have been pimping trickle down economics. I mean, seriously, like what? You know, but you know, he he knew that that was going to get that kind of response. So like. I, I don't know that they do, but yes, absolutely. He know. got hammered it's on it. That's what matters. It's so bizarre. Like, well, just to put the gaslighting in perspective, um, 
Beto's town hall, and I hate saying Beto, Robert O'Rourke, his town hall on MSNBC had less viewers than Hickenloopers. <laughs> wow. Wow. How that's the money pretty, that's pretty bad. Yeah, Both right. of which had less viewers than Don Lemon on his regular show, which was the time they aired it. So, so <laughs> less people wanted to watch both those fuckers than regular news. Yeah. So the, the typical like geriatric Don Lemon viewer flipped on CNN and was like, oh, who's this really boring uh, white dude? All right, never mind. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, my well, God. They just, like, I can't oh. not make fun of their names because I think it's it's okay to make fun of people's names if they're terrible people. And I, if your I name's think you Looper, I mean. Like, it's just, I'm like, oh, his name's Dick and Pooper. Like, that's yeah, just your right. name now. That's all I think. And I think that's okay to do that when you think that people don't deserve a, a jobs guarantee, when you're that much of a piece of shit, when you don't think that uh, making sure that uh, coal miners don't get put out of work by, you know, having gr- right. uh, green energy. And we, like, make sure they get a job. That Like, if you think that's not worthwhile, uh, I'm going to call you Dick and Pooper now, piece of shit. Wa- watch out for Buttigieg. That's a trap. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even say it. I can't say it. Like I can't it's even say it the right way. Politics so, trap. You can't. I, you literally can't pronounce it the right way. No. So Hickenlooper, for people that don't know, is one of the worst Democrats on, in the fucking country. He, when he was governor of uh, Colorado, he literally drank fla- fracking fluid yeah. on TV to prove to people that fracking fluid wasn't hazardous to their to their you know when it gets into your water supply which is that's fucking preposterous yeah, i mean like made a, literally like that's like a, a a scene from the monkey wrench gang where this guy like bites off a piece of like radioactive uranium rock to prove that the <laughs> uranium mine uh is safe for people like that's literally like a fucking comedic bit from a, a environmental novel right. <laughs> by, by Edward abbey uh, yeah. in the fucking 1870s yeah and you See, failed he, the iq test because he probably has cancer now yeah, that's. I'm actually kind of amazed that he can still function after drinking. It probably wasn't real fracking. Yeah, of there's no way you drink that many fucking carcinogenic yeah. chemicals straight. Or you, and, or you and do the Obama and Flint thing where you just like sip it, but you don't actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, swallow it all. Right, yeah, you pull that. Yeah, thing let it slide out the side of your mouth. But the law, um, the laws are such in most states that it, we're not even allowed to know what's in the chemical they yeah. use to frack. Exactly. It, it, so he's a fucking monster. Um, here, I actually have one more video I want to play because we got to let Pat go in a few minutes. But I want to, before you go, I want to play Bernie's uh, speech from the convention. Right uh, that was phenomenal. We have got to make it clear that when the future of the planet is at stake, there is no middle ground. We will take on the fossil fuel industry and transform our energy system. We have got to make it clear that when this country drifts toward oligarchy, there is no middle ground. Large profitable corporations like Amazon will pay their fair share of taxes. Get him, Bernie. When it comes to health care, there is no middle ground. Health care is a human right, not a privilege. And we will guarantee health care to all of our people through a Medicare for all single payer system. Wow. It's getting dark. 
When it comes to abortion, there is no middle ground. A woman has the right to control her own life, not the government. When it comes to prescription drugs, no middle ground. We're going to take on the pharmaceutical industry, cut prescription drug prices in half. And when it comes to mass shootings and the fact that 40,000 people were killed last year with guns, no middle ground. We will take on the NRA. And when it comes to criminal justice reform and immigration reform, no middle ground. We will take on the prison industrial complex. We will take on racism at the border. And when it comes to foreign policy, no middle ground. We will finally put an end to a bloated middle military budget and end endless wars. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, Trump wants to divide us up. We will stand together. Black and white and Latino, Native American, Asian American. We will stand together and create the nation that we know we will become. Yeah, so. Um, Full communism. You know, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. And, and the room fucking loved it. So, yeah, I mean, that's been his whole uh, message. And that was the thing that came out of the convention is that the whole idea of no middle ground. Because everything that's come out of Joe Biden's atrocious uh, yeah i i shouldn't even call it a campaign because he doesn't fucking campaign but everything that come out of that is, is just pathetic um so you know that's that was the kind of hashtag out of that and it ended up trending i think like which is two. yeah which is good because it, it was like everybody was sorry uh go ahead pat well no i was just gonna say I, I think bernie's campaign you know they're in for the long haul so they need some freshness and they need more aggressiveness on Twitter, even, you know, stuff like this, like, cause Warren has kind of gotten some traction because her social media campaign is better. In my opinion, at this point, they're more organized, but there's time and they're working on this stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I think he needed, he did the right thing at that time. It's what he needed to do. Like, it's not, it's not rocket science that you need to, you know, manufacture hashtags and things like that. Like just so from a, from a tactical perspective, I think it was smart of him to do this all. And, and at the campaign, you know, there were lots of signs that said, where's Joe Biden? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, he, so, uh, of course didn't attend this event, didn't attend the move on ideas conference, no. didn't attend any of the events that the actual, that the candidates are attending because he's such a fucking arrogant prick that he thinks, uh, I don't have to show up for any of these things. I have this nomination locked up and, you know, and see, and see, some... I don't know if I believe that. I think, I mean, he, he's in Let's it for get himself. For a second. Get him, get him, Anthony, get him. 
<laughs> that that's I, I live next to the fire firefighter. Oh, I was gonna okay. say it's a firefighters union coming for you. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> so the firefighters union heard we were talking shit on Biden. They're gonna come fucking arrest me. <laughs> right. Well, so there's there's yeah. there's some from a strategic point of view. There's a theory that Biden is consciously ceding some of this ground in California to Kamala. Um, because the convention, you know, battle theory says you need two Democrats to come in the end against Bernie, whether Bernie has a majority or not, you need 50% plus one of the delegates. And so two people like Kamala and Bernie, I mean, and Biden could come in each having only, you know, 28% of the delegates. But cat's a big Biden fan, also. Is that your uh, gay rescue cat of color? Oh, I'm sorry. He's a, such an asshole. He always comes <laughs> no, at the worst funny. times. No, it's we great. We, we all have like our own background audio bleeding through. So yeah, he's great. he's my undocumented gay rescue cat of color who now I've realized has a foot fetish. But that's a whole nother thing I haven't brought up. <laughs> but I don't want right, to Quentin Tarantino. I don't want to gay shame him on that or whatever it is. Sex shame. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to have to tap out, but I just want to say, so so according to that theory, you know, the only way Kamala survives to be able to give him delegates down the road is to win her state. If she does terribly in California, she's over. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I you can go down the rabbit Maybe. hole of I all mean, these possible, theories. Yeah. Who, Who knows? knows? I don't necessarily buy that. I think it's stupid. I think for the most part, anytime Biden steps in public, his numbers go down. Yeah, so that's it's the it's the same it's the Hillary Clinton effect. Yeah, same exact thing. That's the of core course, theory yeah. of hiding him. But so you think the party's plan is just to like Occam's razor, like Kamala or Biden, whichever slightly comes out on top, they're going to just like throw ever all the endorsements behind that one. Yeah, I mean personally, I don't think anyone in the party believes Biden is sustainable. So they have to get somebody else in there, and and you know if you look at CNN and MSNBC, they're both sort of. They're being a little more honest than we would expect about Biden now. And that's that's because nobody else has traction and they need to elevate someone else. And nobody else is coming to the top. It's just like all you have is the over, you know, 55, over 65 demographic that is scared to death of Trump that just buys all the bullshit on TV and they're all in for Biden. Well, now if Biden drops, you know, who else do you have to come up as the the second or third with Bernie to to make this happen at the convention with three? with three contenders you don't have anyone no well i think kamala can get all the endorsements she wants and could get close to it but she doesn't like she can she can talk good on certain things she can talk good as like a fucking lawyer yeah she's uh, or or an attorney general but she can't she has no charisma she like does not engage people she doesn't fucking get people excited at all despite having you know like the the textbook democrat establishment credentials I think they underestimated how unpopular and unlikable and un, you know, uh, promotable Kamala is. Like, you know, yeah. she yeah, they they're trying everything. They're trying all of them. Yeah. Now. So if they can find someone else to get, you know, second or third to come in there at the end and sus- but it has to be sustainable. You, you know, there it takes a lot of funding to actually get enough delegates, you know, to continue. And even if you continue yeah. and don't yeah, yeah. you need 15% in all the all the states to get a, a portion of the delegates. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. these people so, come in and get like, you know, when, if Hickenlooper gets 14% of the delegates in California, he gets zero delegates. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that 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 would be uh, the greatest day of John Hickenlooper's life if he managed to get fourteen. He, he, right. he would retire. Oh man, he would drink a barrel of fracking fluid yeah. for fourteen percent of the time. Oh my kids. god, he would um, he would drink a barrel for one percent. I mean, yeah, no, it's true. Well, I do have to go. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna let you go. So, where can people find you? Twitter, website, all. Uh, Twitter at Silly Rabbit. You can still buy my book to pay for me to go to some bullshit like this California Democratic Convention at aninconvenientdouche.com. Uh, all right, cool. And yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for joining us, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. All right, thanks, guys. Comrade Anthony, take care. Yeah. Thanks, right. Pat. See Always you. a pleasure. So yeah, so you know what? What it's because he's not actually campaigning publicly. Uh, basically all it leaves is time for people to look up all this old footage of him saying pain of shit throughout his entire political career. So, you know, the uh, thing that somebody found this week was that apparently Joe Biden uh, continually lied about marching in the civil rights movement, which, you know, should come as no surprise to listeners of this show, because we've told you in the past the story about, how he opposed uh, busing, you know, to, to he, he basically uh, promoted segregation by by opposing busing. Uh, so this is actually a clip of him uh, saying that he marched in the civil rights movement. When I marched in the civil rights movement, I marched with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes. But he never actually marched in the civil rights movement at all. So- <laughs> Short and sweet, but it, well, it, it's just uh, hilarious. Yeah, because... yeah. And then you have the same people that are like, well, that's okay. It's just a political anecdote. We'll say, well, Bernie didn't actually literally march hand in hand with Martin Luther King, so it doesn't count. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And there was actually, there was an, in that New York Times article where they where they dug that up, there was um, quotes from like aides saying that, like, look, we, we, we kept trying to get him to stop saying it. But every time he was out there with, you know, off the cuff, off my, or off uh, prompter or whatever, he would just, uh, they, with the, how they phrase it, he would just embellish things to, to, you know, get a get a pop from the room. So he would just fucking lie about shit, like, and yeah. and he still does that. We we you know we talked about his his you know his um climate plan, which was totally fucking plagiarized. I think we talked about that last week. Uh, it's hard to keep straight how many. You know, oh, I, I don't think we had gotten to that point yet. I think that was there, there was something about, you know, how his his like there was a plagiarism scandal that sunk his 88 campaign for president. Uh, and then now it's like, again, he's also plagiarizing uh, verbatim sentence by sentence stuff. But it's from actual fossil fuel, like AstroTurf campaigns, how, yeah. you know, well, the you know, we got to have an all 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 of our cards on the table approach to, you know, whatever, which, of course, means just means fracking. That's all it means. It's just like, well, you know, out of the frying pan and into the other frying pan. We're yeah. going to burn this other fuel that's way more resource intense to get it out of the ground and has way more methane involved and just, you know, poisons the water. Uh, and, of course, that they, they see nothing just wrong with that. Just 10 times denser in the atmosphere than, than carbon monoxide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, you know, one of my quibbles with Bernie's thing is like, we're going to take on the fossil fuel industry. And it's like, OK, what about taking about the on the auto industry? What about taking on the, you know, the animal agriculture industry? Um, but it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you you get into people's personal choices too much with that, whereas the fossil industry is an easier target. But it really is. It's, it's well, like you you can't have capitalism without fossil fuels, like without fossil fuels, like you can't have capitalism on the same scale as we've had for the last 200 years. Yeah. 
And I think he also knows the fights that he can win with the general public, you know, like as much as it might make sense, like sense for him, even personally, I don't know like what his diet is or whatever. I, it wouldn't be popular even with his base to go out and be like, we're going to take on the, you know, the, the agriculture industry and we're going to, you know, uh, move without, you know, whatever, uh, sure. Form of yeah. that it would take. Nobody, nobody's like, you know what? I just don't like it if my home is lit with solar power. It just doesn't, it's not the same, you know, like nobody says that. <laughs> they just yeah, want the lights yeah, to yeah. Turn, turn on. Um, um, yeah. No, it's the same. It's the same as, yeah, no, people love their health insurance companies. I don't know if you know this. They, it's not their actual <laughs> doctors. They love the actual, they love Blue Cross. Blue I just, Shield. I love my employer choosing which uh, uh, private company I have to buy my insurance from. It just, you know, I don't want to have to think about it. I want my employer to say oh yep blue cross blue shield that's your that's what you're gonna pay for now yeah so biden's plan it actually turns out uh directly plagiarized from five different sources you know word for word sentence for sentence uh and on top of that it called for a uh net zero emissions of carbon by 2050 2050 like you, you know every every fucking major scientific article that comes out says we have basically 12 years to completely reverse our our you know our our output like we need to be at net zero in 12 years and maybe we won't make it it maybe climate change won't be as bad essentially even though it's right. still gonna be horrendous but like 2050 is there was an article i don't know if you saw i, I don't know how yeah, if you I saw, saw this saw it. that said like literally civilization as we know it could end by 2050 if we stay on our current rate of, of fossil fuel um consumption well, we're not going to stay at our so, current rate. We're going to keep increasing. We're gonna, yeah, we're exponentially. Keep increasing. Right. And, we're, and the amount of people is going to keep increasing too. So it's an increase of per capita and an increase of, you know, total volume. Um, yeah, no, it, it's insane. Of course, like, why would Joe Biden's base care that they're going to be dead long before that? They're not going to have to live with the consequences of their consumption. Uh, we are. We're going to have to live with that shit. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's like, and, and how do you who's your copywriter that you're just lifting sentences and changing only one word in the sentence and think that no one's going to notice that. Like I've done, I mean, I've, I've, I've done, I've written campaign websites. I've written like literally like written the policy platform for campaigns for their websites. And it's like, yeah, sometimes you need, like you, you lift from, you know, different groups that are endorsing you and they'll give you some of the language from their website. Yeah, and you it's cite like them. You, you either yeah, cite so- it directly <laughs> in quotations and put, you know, hyperlinks, hyper, you know, you click on the link and it goes to its source. Uh, or you just, you change it fundamentally. You move the words around, you find ways to make it, you know, liven it up, fucking punch it up a little bit, make it not sound like it's just, well, the report from the coalition of air quality, you know, whatever, make it into a fucking stump. Your policy platform on a website should read like it's a stump speech. There's no reason why it has to be boring. Yeah. And I, so, and I, when I wrote, uh, the climate plank for a candidate that I was working with, we we basically were like, you know, according to the solutions project, this, this, and this could happen, you know, in that like in right. uh in this specific state. And it's like you you do that to bolster your argument, but with Biden Oh yeah, you saw your his, your expert sources that you're you know. Yeah. But with Biden all of his sources are fucking fracking companies, so that's why he hides it and <laughs> not, you know. It's At like, least they're it's smart like, enough to hide it. At least they're smart yeah, enough to yeah. hide that shit. If not, it'd be like, what? I don't fucking wording around. Exxon Mobil's on our side. Don't you know who I am? (laughs) Joe Biden. Oh, God. Yeah. So um, that was atrocious, but, you know, to be expected from him. Uh, He also made the news this week because he uh, 
basically, I don't know if they, he was asked about this or if he just came out and said it just because he's as atrocious as a Matt, as you know, <laughs> as possible. He uh, does not support repealing the Hyde Amendment, which is a uh, an amendment that keeps getting renewed, essentially, that pro- prohibits federal funds from going towards abortions. So you like no like so this whole and you know again this like this whole idea of like oh no federal money for Planned Parenthood that all these fucking you know uh, religious lunatics always say none of that funding legally goes to abortion because of the Hyde Amendment now the Hyde Amendment should be fucking done away with because it's ridiculous and it's you know based in theology and not in healthcare and abortions are fucking healthcare and they should be covered like everything else uh, in healthcare but. The Hyde Amendment exists, and uh, Joe Biden, uh, you know, voted for it back when it was uh, originally uh, put up for a vote, and uh, still supports it, apparently. Although, apparently, as of two hours ago, he doesn't support it anymore. Right. (laughs) If you saw that. Yeah, so our favorite Bernie slanderer on MSNBC, Zergina, Zerlina, whatever the fuck, I like getting her name, like, every time I tweet at Zerlina Maxwell, I'll get her name wrong on purpose in a different way. Just to like fuck with her because I, I know that she reads the fucking responses. Obviously, she's obsessed with her Twitter persona. But it, so of course, her way to 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 you know protect Biden was to say, well, Bernie didn't even support until 2016, uh, but he changed his mind because of black women voters. And she tweeted a GIF of Beyonce on stage with like a bunch of women behind her dancing out a fucking runway. And it's like, hey, that's a lie because Bernie never supported, voted against it back when Joe Biden the, supported the, for in '93 when it was first introduced. Yeah. He- uh, uh, and, and B, uh, Bernie never had to change his mind. So that's another fucking lie. Um, the fact that it wasn't part of Medicare for all, like Medicare for all wasn't even had never been put to a, a, a vote before. So a lot of those details were not inserted into into that yet. Uh, and and C, uh, the, the Heidi Amendment is to help poor women who need an abortion. So you know your your gif of Beyonce, who's a fucking literal billionaire. Uh, like, do you have any idea what the fuck you're talking about? And, you know, and of course she does. It's just that she fucking lies. Like people go, well, why doesn't she know that? Like, cause she knows she does know she's a paid fucking liar. And so, who, yeah. And you, yeah, yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say, so uh, literally just a couple hours ago, I noticed this tweet, uh, from, from a reporter, Joe Biden reversed himself tonight and has now claimed that he supports repealing the misogynistic Hyde amendment. <laughs> credit is due to credit. <laughs> I mean, it's so craven. You can't even make it up. He didn't even wait a week. He wasn't even like, yeah, you know, we, we we really took it under advisement. And and I heard from a lot of activists and I really understand uh, that I, you know, may, I need to evolve on this sh- this issue. And I was wrong. It's like, no, you know, I got bad press. Oh, shit. All right. No, I don't support it anymore. I literally have right. no core well, political beliefs whatsoever. The, the best take on Biden supporting the Heidi Amendment in response to Zerlina Maxwell saying, say, pretending that Bernie didn't support it until 2016 uh, when black women voters apparently changed his mind, which I don't recall that conversation ever happening. Uh, Katie Helper was like, so you're basically, you know, are you going to condemn Biden for not listening to black women voters and supporting the Hyde Amendment? Because that's what it sounds like you're saying. <laughs> yep. So. Well, she apparently is going on MSNBC to talk about Biden and the Hyde Amendment. So I guess we'll find out. Of course, uh, of course. I'm, Politico, I'm sure she's going to go on and badmouth him. That's Politico had a fucking. I mean, Politico basically just is a a a, a, a newspaper barely they, hiding they're the an fact arm of the just Joe Biden campaign. Yeah, yeah they had a fucking tweet thread. You know, it was like at least half a dozen tweets long. 
And it, it started off with, you know, yes, Joe Biden supports the Hyde Amendment. But actually, if you look at the votes, many other, you know, if you were, it actually didn't even say many other congressmen. It said, if you were in the Congress, you would have had to vote for it all these times, too. Just like, uh, what? Are you fucking, like, okay, I get it. Like, sometimes things are in a thing that you can't help vote for. Pill. But the way they're trying to, like, frame it as though you would have had to have support what Joe Biden did. It's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, even though Joe Biden lied about Martian civil rights movement, you know who else lied about it? You too, America, apparently. <laughs> it, was, it was so pathetic. But also, the funny thing is, in that article, what they refer to why you would have had to have voted for it is because it got slipped into the defense budget a lot of times. So Bernie never, still never voted for it. He still voted against it because he kept voting against all of Trump's uh, horrendous defense budgets. But people like Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris voted for those defense budgets and by proxy voted for the Hyde Amendment, which was slipped into those, into those bills. Which is so just crazy like, that you can put those things together because they have not fuck all oh, to it's, do with it's each total other. Fuck. It, the, the way Congress operates is absolute horseshit and the idea no, of and slipping it's, provisions. It's not like the Hyde Amendment didn't exist until a couple of years ago. It's been there for decades. It's like, oh, you want to vote for the troops? Well, uh, we're going to put the Hyde Amendment in there to to get rid of it. So, uh, you know, vote against it at your own peril, right? Like, mm -hmm. but <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, inside this pinata is a bunch of candy and then one M80. Do you dare swing <laughs> at it? Might explode. You know, like what? What the? Yeah. This is how grownups conduct legislation that affects millions of people. And they fucking play games like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's why, you know, Congress doesn't function at all. Um, but so, you know, Biden's just this, this campaign is it, it almost in a way is kind of hilarious. But I, and he's already you know, we, I think we talked last week about how he's tanking already in the polls. He's lost seven points since his announcement bump. So, I mean, it, it's all downhill from here. Like he might, you know, I, I, I can't see him doing anything that actually boosts his numbers at this point, because everything that comes out about him is a negative like the only oh. thing that could actually save his campaign at this point is an Obama endorsement. And Obama's already said he won't endorse him. I don't know if that's gonna I don't true. know if that'll hold I mean, out forever, but yeah, they'll do a Hail Mary on that one eventually. But you know, just it, 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 like I I tweeted out, I was like, "Oh, weird how he uh, got taken out by a plagiarism scandal, uh, you know, 30 years ago and then again last mm -hmm. week." And weird how he <laughs> got called out for fondling little girls, 10-year-old girls, uh, and couldn't keep his hands off little girls, said he wouldn't do it anymore, and then literally did it again this week. You know, yep. it's almost like he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. So j just for, for context, uh, and people keep saying he's going to tank in the debates, I went back last night and started watching on the um, on the C-SPAN, uh, the, the, the debate between Joe Biden and Sarah Palin, from 2009 which oh i watched in a theater full of 300 drunk people at like a brew and view theater and it was fucking hilarious because they're both just such fucking like they're totally unhinged and I, but then i watched it sober and realized like they both really were on their game for most of it and joe biden like when he's saying shit rehearsed is actually really fucking sharp or at least he was 10 years ago uh and, and it did maybe kind of wonder like is he you know has he had a couple of strokes they haven't told us about like is you know, like he, he talks just, totally he, different in 10 years. He slurs his words. He's not sharp. He's not mm. charming. You know, even with Palin, she walks out on stage and he flashes a smile and she takes his hand. She's like, can I call you Joe? Like she says that, like not realizing they're mic'd. And he just goes <laughs> like, of course, like they just, it looks like, like the grossest fucking, you know, ugh. old in their fifties and sixties cheating couple kind of, ugh, okay. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, like both of them, to their credit, were actually pretty good. Uh, I remember before that debate, Biden uh, practice debated with uh, Michigan's former governor, Jennifer Granholm, who, you know, despite being, you know, Hillary backer was actually way more progressive, uh, especially on environmental shit. Jennifer Granholm, um, by executive order, stopped six new coal plants from being built in oh, wow. uh, the, early, the early 2000s in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, and compare that to like West Coast Democrats that were like, yeah, let's build a new LNG terminal. Why not? Let's build a new coal terminal on the Columbia River. Why not? And I was like, what? Yeah. What the Gary f- Brown hasn't fucking, met a fracking well the, that the, he hasn't the, fucking approved. Yeah, the Rust Belt Democrats are doing way better than you guys on clean energy. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think Biden can do that anymore. But I, no, my memory I, was I that he was just a mess. And, yeah. and I think he did, he did have a lot more game going on than he does now. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't show up for the debates. Wouldn't that be the ultimate? Like, hey, I'm too, I'm too good. I'm too busy to show up. That'd be so funny. Sorry. And it will only benefit French campaigning schedule. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, like he just by by not showing up, he becomes more elusive and more mysterious. And by showing up, just my kingdom for a Mike Gravel Joe Biden debate. Like that's that's all I want. Yeah, it looks like Gravel's not going to be able to get to the debates, though. He doesn't quite have the the numbers. And well, the I'm, so but. I don't know when the cut is the cutoff. The actual date of the first debate because he's up to forty thousand. I mean, it, he it would he would need a huge boost, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know the exact numbers on that or, or when it is. If anybody knows, look it up and put it in the post. Get the, the fuck comments. on it, people. Just donate a dollar. Yeah, like, that's all. If, if we don't know a thing, to... you need to post it in the comments. That's how, what being a fan it involves. <laughs> But, no, but I mean, it, it's a fucking travesty if we don't get Mike Ravel to the, at least one debate. I mean, come on now. Like, the, the, it's everyone, do, everyone who's listening to this, go donate a dollar to his fucking campaign right now. Like, please, that, you know, please donate three one dollar donations so you get three, you know, whatever. We need, um, we need Mike Ravel to humiliate everyone up there besides Bernie and then pull Bernie further to the left. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> the one other Biden story I wanted to touch on uh, while we're on here is. Uh, in, in conjunction to that um, story about the Hyde Amendment, you know, Biden's been atrocious on on women's reproductive rights and women having control of their own bodies his entire fucking career. We we talked about that uh, thing he said right after Roe v. Wade passed about how they went too far with it and how he doesn't think women should have be, be solely responsible for what happens to their bodies or have the sole say in what happens to their bodies, essentially, was his quote, which is, I mean... I, even if he was trying to get across the point he was trying to get across, that was an atrocious way to frame it, but he just couldn't help it because he was such a fucking right-wing maniac. He still is. Um, but it came out, The Intercept, actually, uh, Ryan Grimm at The Intercept did, did a great investigative report after this Hyde Amendment business came out. Biden was hardcore lobbying behind the scenes to gut the uh, birth control provisions out of the ACA. So like one of the actual really good things about uh Obamacare was that it mandated that all insurance companies need to cover uh contraception free of charge, like zero copay, like <gasps> socialism. A, which I know. <laughs> no, and which is great because it's and it also puts to lie this whole thing of like, you know, everyone's like, uh, you know, all the all the right wingers are always like, "Oh, well you shouldn't have abortions, you shouldn't." Okay, great. So why don't you just give everyone birth control then if you don't want anyone to have abortions? But right. um so, but but Biden, uh, in conjunction with the uh, Catholic Bishops Association, <laughs> was working behind the scenes to gut that provision. Like right next to the firefighter union, by the way. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it, it was pretty, it was pretty absurd. And he apparently, um, there were some funny uh, quotes in the article about how essentially, actually, wait, here, I pulled one here. Um, he, uh, as Joe Biden, as Vice President Joe Biden repeatedly sought to undermine the Affordable Care Act's contraception mandate, working in alliance with the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, that's what it was, to push for a broad exemption that would have left millions of women without coverage. So it goes on further to to explain that like people were in the party, even in Obama's administration, were like, hey, this is really bad optics and it's really bad policy. You need to shut the fuck up to, to Biden. And uh, there was a thing in the article saying, Biden is so out of step, in fact, that when he was shown polling data during the contraception fight, he dismissed it as inaccurate. He has a view on, Amer- on the American electorate's politics uh, on abortion that can't be influenced by new, fl- by new facts. So he was <laughs> a fucking senator from Boston. Like where, where the fuck does he think the country is? Come on. I mean, there's not a, you know, nobody in the fucking country, especially in the democratic party is remotely as far right as he is on, on issues of abortion and contraception. He's just such a fucking politician out of the 1970s. He has no concept of like where society is and where social movements are. No, he, has, he has no where, fucking you know, clue. So, so Jay Inslee, the um, Washington State governor running, who I don't care much for, but at least his, his Green New Deal stuff is pretty good. He wants to go further yeah. than the Green New Deal, at least his, uh, as far as that goes. And he's probably one of the only people who is looking at urban planning as one of the cornerstones of, of our climate change policy that like nobody else is really looking at because they still look at it as like, a, a, like an energy uh, national issue rather than like an urban urban planning issue and he wanted to have you know we talked about this like what if we had a fucking debate that was just climate change why can't democratic party do that you know yeah. and it's like well of course the dnc would never allow that so he literally like like petitioned them and said officially i want this and they said no we will not have a climate change the dnc said we will not have a climate change centered debate and if anyone does a debate outside the dnc for that and goes to that you will not be invited to another dnc debate for the rest of this campaign and and I took this the fucking screenshot of the of the the press release of them saying that, and I sent it to my mom, and she was like, "What the fuck are they thinking?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding? They're trying to protect Joe Biden. They're trying to make sure he can run his you know 1950s uh, fossil fuel plan until the year 2050 and not have to look bad for it." I didn't say all of that, but it's just like that's all I said. I just said they're trying to protect Joe Biden because I know that Sherry doesn't like him that much uh for, for many issues that's so good, at least <laughs> i mean they're trying to protect all the fucking corporate dams by not having a, con- a climate change debate but specifically yeah, they're all atrocious yeah yeah he's, he's by far the worst on on so many issues especially fossil fuel yeah so you know um i think we covered pretty much everything i wanted to touch on this week uh i, I i'd like to do a, a a podcast about something other than joe biden but he he's just this constant source of new atrocious material every week and i can't help I but talk about it so we do like, like to bitch about bad shit and he's pretty much the yeah. worst right now so you know kind of uh if we have any joe biden supporters out there go fuck yourselves but uh, probably no one listening to the show likes joe biden i don't i don't no. know anyone that knows anyone that likes joe biden even our our msnbc parents don't like joe biden yo that's true like i yeah even like neoliberals that i know don't like joe biden so it's yeah. a really baffling 
his no, but that's I think that's why I'm confident in saying his numbers are completely fucking manufactured and completely oh. soft and are going to crumble under campaign scrutiny. So, well, I mean, you know, they've pulled dirtier tricks before announcing that Hillary won the uh, California primary the day before the primary took place. Um, like, if you know they can one. do that, there's nothing they won't try. There's no fucking scam they won't try to pull to rig the election. And yes, announcing the primary the day before anyone had voted is rigging the primary. Why? It's it's totally cool to be like, yeah, you know, and I think that uh, this person's going to... This no, announcement so- will only cause, you know, three to five million people to not even show up for the day of voting. But what do we, you know, we didn't actually rig anything. <laughs> So and I think Emerson actually did some uh, demographic polling because they've actually been one of the the better outlets and they've actually showed a lot closer of a race between Bernie and Biden. I think they had about eight points difference like between Biden and Bernie, where as opposed to everyone else's like 16 and 30 ridiculous, you know, fucking. Um, but they did a demographic poll and it was like Biden was up like 15 to 20 points on Bernie, uh, you know, in the older age ranges, like 15 above, obviously. In the in the eighteen to thirty, uh, I think it was eighteen to twenty nine, Bernie was beating Biden forty five percent to like eleven percent or some absurd number like that. So it's they don't like, even know they don't know who Joe Biden is. They they don't <laughs> they don't they don't they don't know. Um, yeah. I mean Bernie Bernie going out there in uh, apparently uh, crashing unannounced the the Walmart shareholders meeting. I thought that was hilarious framing by a Politico. Uh, and watch he's invited post. by the but they, but those aren't actually right. people that are allowed to invite people the actual workers of walmart they're not right. allowed to invite people to the, of course yeah the like, well that i mean doing meeting. all that organizing for labor rights for walmart workers and mcdonald's workers like that like those people aren't going to forget that those are oh, that's, that's like, so you know, yeah biggest employer in the country is walmart like they're not gonna those workers aren't going to forget that shit even if they're not like completely politically savvy they're definitely labor conscious in in so far as they know they're getting fucked over by Walmart, you know. Um, yeah, they know they're getting paid seven twenty-five an hour. You know, yeah. They, they, it's like, um, and and, but, but see, Politico like looks at that with such fucking disdain too, because that people that work at Walmart and McDonald's are like to to people like that work at Politico and the consultant class in DC. They're like the lowest of the fucking low. Like the they worst. Wouldn't yeah, they don't even they don't even them. work at chains that those people will will buy shit at. <laughs> And I don't either, but I'm also fucking poor working class. So that's, you know, that's just. But God, why isn't Bernie focused on the Aubon Payne uh, employees or the fucking. Yeah, Bernie, why aren't you trying to unionize the Whole Foods workers where I I actually fucking shop? Uh, But he actually is, technically is. Yeah, no, he he is. But um, but that's, I mean, these people who they're not like, maybe not even like super rich, like they don't really have a ton of money, but they want to have more who you know, write for Politico, they write for Washington Post, they're the the brand content managers of whatever fucking blog <laughs> that is, you know, a subsidiary of, of New York Times, whatever, uh, under their masthead. Like, they don't want to be poor people. They want to pretend that they have enough money to, to have a, co- you know, expensive condo in New York City. Like, they want that yeah. lifestyle. They, they want to feel like their life's important. And they, they see Bernie, where do they think he's socialist or democratic socialist whatever they don't care about the labels at all because they're they're educated they know that labels don't mean shit that's just marketing uh by other means but they truly think that like their wealth makes them special and the more wealth they have the more special they are and it's not that they even are greedy people 
they just desperately want to feel important in the world. It's it's like the fucking the the guy from I Heart Huckabees who has an existential crisis the moment he starts to see that his wealth doesn't mean anything and that people see right through him and know he's full of shit. He's like he doesn't know who you know. He's like, how am I not myself? And he just goes fucking nuts from there, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and I think that's really what it is with Bernie is they see that he might take away their wealth, and without their wealth, they're not special. And if they're not yep. special, then they got to struggle through. Uh, you know, the next 60 years of climate change before they die along with the rest of us. Right. And that's what they really are, are afraid of is having to live the way like the median level of, of poverty versus wealth in the world. Almost everyone in America is still we are the one percent, even if you only make, you know, the, the working poor in America are still the one percent for the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck those people. Um, <laughs> that's, that's really all I have to say about that. So, um, I think that about does it for us this week. Um, not much to cover outside the convention, but, uh, we will be back next week. I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about. Uh, I'm going to take a little mini vacation this weekend because I, oh, yeah, where are you going? Fucking burnt out, uh, to Cape Cod actually. Oh yeah. So you're going to, you're going to hobnob it with some of those one percenters. I see. <laughs> Cape Cod is very working class for most, unless you're on like like Martha's Vineyard or fucking Nantucket. It's pretty working class. Like there's a lot yeah, of you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot there. of a lot of butlers there have to uh, you know press the towels and all that. <laughs> no, um, but no, it's well, you, fun, you go no. you go have fun with your soon to be goodly wife. I'm sure you guys have a good time. Yeah, definitely. So we will. Uh, be back next week uh and uh if you want to support the show um you can do so a couple ways obviously the uh easiest thing is to rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts uh, i can't say itunes anymore because itunes is officially dead uh oh wow it's just apple tv now. itunes yeah no well so they they split it to three they actually broke up the uh big banks of uh of itunes <laughs> into three separate separate ad it's like music well, they charge you more now TV. you have to pay for each one separately so they, yeah. yeah and 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 it's still the music app functions like itunes but it's still it's, i still you know had a little bit of a, a moment of a pang of nostalgia remembering all the hours spent fucking curating my illegally downloaded uh, itunes music library you know yeah. um but but good time so yeah so uh rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts uh, you can follow us over on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash move left. If you want to support the show on Patreon, uh, you can do so at patreon.com uh, slash move left. If you want to uh, pick up any merch from the show, you can do that over at tinyurl.com slash move left merch. Uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook and uh, join the conversation over there, you can uh, go to facebook.com slash move left idiots. Please, uh, we're almost to a thousand followers on Facebook in just a few short months. So, uh, yeah, pop our pop our one grand Facebook cherry for us. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left, and I am on Twitter at uh, Jack. That that's my new <laughs> Twitter handle. I don't know how I got that; it just changed overnight. No, um, sure. so I'm a, I'm at Smut Club for now. Yeah. Um, don't sue me. Yeah. And we, we will see you uh, next week. <laughs>
There's insanity in the control room tonight.